Hey Isaac, welcome on board. Here, we invite you to listen to various industry leaders. Announce the name millennials. To share their stories. Hop on and you shall listen, learn and lead. Hello everyone, this is Zini here, and today we have another host from Sunway Echo Media with us. Hello everyone, I'm Meiti from Sunway Echo Media. We are very excited to welcome our special guest for today's episode, Jamie. Hello everyone, I'm Jamie here. It's time to get some deeper insights about the power of media in today's society from our guest, Jamie. All right, so... Jamie is actually part of the core team for Sunway Echo Media Club. So can you, could you please tell us more about the club? Okay, so Sunway Echo Media, as the name suggests, we are a media organization. And at Sunway University itself, we are considered a student leadership body. So far, we have four departments that run in the organization. And that is first event reporting, that is my department. And then there's creative writing, followed by video production, and finally PR and design. So on the surface, there's these uh, four departments that runs the whole organization. If you would like to know more, you can definitely visit our official website, sunwayecomedia.com. We also have a YouTube channel and uh, Instagram page, all by the same name, Sunway Ecomedia. So if you're interested, you can just pop onto the website and find the brochure there and the members directory. Everything is there if you are interested. Also, like just to let you guys know, uh, we would have our recruitment period uh, this coming May or April, that is during Sunway's occasional clubs and societies week. So if you're very much interested, don't hesitate to apply and also reach out to us through our Instagram page. Yeah. For those listening to us, if you're a Sunway student, make sure to check out their social media sites and you can consider to join their club as well. Yes, yes, please join very us. Welcoming. Yes, <laughs> very welcoming. We don't bite. So, let's start off with our first question, shall we? <laughs> so, Jamie, um, can you share some background information about your leadership experiences? Um, you may explain the role that you do and probably tell us how it impacts you in your leadership position. Okay, so uh, so far, there are several leadership uh, backgrounds that I have from, but I will just mention some notable ones that stick to me till today. And that is, first of all, I was the head prefect of my former high school. I was also a Maybank ambassador last year and a director of a play even <laughs> once along before. And also now I'm the assistant head of event reporting at Sunway Ecomedia. So these are the notable ones that are really leave an impact on me. And although you can see the diversity in all these uh, leadership experiences, I would say nothing is actually different when it comes to leadership. I think any leader would um, agree. You have certain lessons that you learn throughout your experience. And although the job scopes are extremely different from uh, what we do from one another, but as long as you have this uh, flow and uh, the things that you learn, the lessons you learn and the experience you gather, no matter which 
job scope or which position it is, as everyone is a leader in their own right. So as long as you gather those, I think it would be helpful to, and that is what matters as well, that impacts one's leadership experience. Yeah. So since you have experienced a lot of um, different leadership positions, so in your opinion, how different is the leadership style that you have to adopt when dealing with media compared to other leadership positions that you have mentioned? Okay, so when it comes to media, it is extremely risky because you're not only managing an organization, you're also putting out content. Instead of like making sure your organization within itself grows, you are putting out content for the public. And so you have to be extremely responsible and mindful because every time you put content out, even as us uh, normal social media users, we think twice before we actually put a caption or we post something or even put something on our stories. We, I don't think we think twice. We think many, many times before we actually put this content out because we are so afraid what, what people might think. Uh, will this information offend them? Especially nowadays with cancel culture around. It's, it is not healthy, but it exists. So we have to be extremely responsible and mindful especially as a media organization. For example, in my department, even reporting department, we have this segment called Echo Buzz, where we write about news and the serious things, you know, and you have to be extremely sure that whatever you're putting out is credible sources. Because in the end, although we are a media organization, we are all students, and there's only a limit to where we can find our sources. And yes, we do make sure that we get it from credible sources, but at the same time, we have our own conscience and we know what is right to put out there and what is right to word things in a different way. If you're a writer, you know the power of writing and a certain wordplay can just change the whole sentence in seconds. So with all that considered, I think what is different from other leadership experiences to now is to always be responsible and mindful of the things that we put up. Yeah, I actually agree with you. Um, like what you said, we have to think. We think a lot of times, like before we post something. Like for me, I'm very self-conscious before I post anything. So it actually takes me. It can take me a whole day to edit the post and think of a caption, and I just end up not posting it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially since um you're in you are you're all by yourself individually doing that. Imagine like a whole organization that we have to be represented by the school and everything. So it takes a lot of uh, mindfulness before we actually execute or publish an article or a video. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Mm, but looking at the publication system that you are in charge of as the assistant head of the event reporting department in Echo Media. How would you say that digital media managed to impact the impact and engage with youth in a positive way? Okay, so to answer this question, definitely I would agree that uh, digital media impacts and engages with youth in a positive way, but also in a negative way. Because digital media is so wide, you can stumble upon content without even you finding or looking for it. And so I think the actual question we should be asking is not whether digital media engages with youths 
positively, but how youths can actually engage with digital media and use it to impact themselves positively. It's a very thin line, like um, if you know, productive procrastination is a thing and it's good. I'm not saying it's bad, productive procrastination is good. But if you go beyond that line, then maybe you're slacking on your work, which you should not be doing. So how you use uh, digital media to impact yourself is very important. And actually, I think all Gen Zs know this concept, right? If you like cats, then obviously a bunch of cat videos is going to show up on your feed. It's that simple. So if you, if you want to take use of this algorithm of the digital media, you could do that. Uh, for example, there was this time when I was doing my SPM exam, and I think I was addicted to social media. I don't know, but I'm sure all of us have been there before and like uh, we can't just get off of social media easily. And if you want to use the algorithm correctly, all you have to do is go and follow a bunch of positive things that you think would help you. For example, news websites, things about climate change, things about investing, for example, anything that interests you, but in a positive way. And then just sit, when you ever, like when you look at your social media, and you for that one day you want to make sure you don't get hooked to it just try not watching those videos that you get hooked to and watch videos that are positively impact you because positive impact could mean so many things to different people so what impacts you the best only you would know and just look at those videos and instantly I think the next day you can find the changes already your feed is going to be on with those type of videos and you're not going to get engaged anymore it came to a point until when I took my social media during the, that time when I was doing my screen exam, I was like, it's so boring <laughs> because I was looking at all these good videos and the fun. And then it actually made me put down my phone and go do actual work. So yeah, that's, the, that's an extreme because I had something to do, but obviously there's a balance in everyone's life. Do what you want and uh, do what, uh, look at videos that you love and you do anything, impact yourself and use digital media to the best you can. Yes. Yeah, digital media is like a platform, but we are the one who is controlling what we want to see. And yeah, we should change it in another perspective instead of like saying that digital media can impact us. Um, I think it's a good way to think that uh, you can choose what they want to see in digital media. Yeah, like... Yes. I'm the cat person. Yeah, that's why my feed is like for <laughs> cats. Follow Instagram, cat Instagram accounts. Yeah. I mean, if you love cats, then go for it. Nobody's stopping you. Like, <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> so based on your past and current experience in the events um, reporting department, how do you go about optimizing the club's content and what are the tools that you would recommend to our audience? Okay, so right now as the assistant head of event reporting, me and the head of re event reporting, what we do is try to optimize the department itself. So although we have the schedule of posting articles every month, we obviously try to come up with new ideas, you know, more things we can do within the department. For example, we are thinking about a workshop, maybe that's possible, or collaborating with other departments. For example, we do have this yay or nay collaboration with the creative writing department. So we are trying to optimize within the department, but at the same time work for ECHO as a whole, right? So 
you know what I mean, as a small department, we are also thinking for the whole organization as well. And when you talk about tools, okay, this is the thing that impressed me the most when I joined Echo Media, because the committee before us, they set up everything so nicely that you don't have to actually... It's not that difficult to know where things are and everything is super organized. Even if you join our club like today or tomorrow, you can grasp it very easily because of how organized they are. Let me just walk you through the whole um, article publishing or even video publishing process and you can see for yourself. So, okay, first up, obviously we need to know what are we writing about. So we decide on the content of the article followed by the title of the article then there needs to be a deadline where the writer finishes the article. And then there has to be a deadline where the writer, another writer that is either me or the head of event reporting. If it's for the creative writing department, then the creative writing head or assistant would edit the article. After editing, we need to make sure a carousel is up. So a carousel is something uh, a little bit of what the article is about, not the whole article, just to show the audience what is it about. You usually put it up on our Instagram post. So the carousel needs to be up. And then the designer needs to design the post for the article. And then there is another person who writes the captions for the Instagram post for the article. So you can see the whole long process that this is only, I'm only talking about one article. And roughly now I'm eating, be like we, we post like 10 articles a month roughly and two videos or one video around that. So you can imagine the amount of uh, work and collaboration needed, especially it's pandemic time and we are, we are doing this all without seeing each other because everything is so organized and the tools definitely as a media organization, you would need somewhere to store your, store your data. And uh, we use Google Drive. Obviously you can use any other OneDrive or anything else. And Excel, <laughs> we have so many Excel sheets, but I'm still not lost because it's so, so uh, efficiently done. Yeah, there's too many Excel sheets, even me didn't know how many we have, but still it's there for um, a good purpose. And then you need the software for the website itself that here meeting actually handle, handles itself. So very nice job on that. So these are certain tools that we use to make sure the club has a base, you know, a base that uh, every month without us telling each other what to do, we already know like the flow of how everything goes on. And because we have this base set up, then we can further optimize, uh, further plan. Like I said, you know, maybe a workshop, maybe a hangout session here and there, you know? So because we have that base settled down, it is uh, very easy. And I thank the previous committee for setting this up for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely relatable with what Jamie said. That's our like monthly routine because of the smooth process. Uh, and yeah, because of the smooth process that we have right now, so everything can go smoothly and we publish articles every week i mean uh, yeah we publish articles every week and every month without getting in with trouble on like how to get the documents and how to work on the excel sheet so on top of that we get to do a lot of extra activities that we wish to do on top of our monthly routine of the articles videos and designs mm. 
actually weekly posting is really impressive like including the whole process like the long journey that you have to go through before uploading the article yeah it's very impressive and you know it's because of the strong foundation from your previous committee that Sangwe Eco Media is actually now so successful. Mm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we are still constantly working on our platforms and hope that we can reach out to more audiences and create more meaningful content. Yes, definitely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Actually, for any piece of media, viewers from different backgrounds might interpret the same message in very different way. I believe everyone here would be relatable. So Jamie, I would like to ask, sorry. So Jamie, I would like to ask, have you experienced anything like this in your life? And how do you reflect on others' responses or interpretations? Okay, so this has definitely happened in the event reporting department itself. We had this uh, situation where one of our articles that is also an EcoBus article, so this is about news, that uh, people commented, you know, it's not right for you to write like this without knowing the actual event. Um, like I said, even though we are a media organization, we are all students and there's a limit to where we can go for information. And so we tr try our level best to get credible information from our credible sources when we write articles. But there are events like this where people have different views and different opinions. And we, what we can only do is learn from them uh, obviously, after that incident, we did apologize to our audience saying we will be more mindful about the content that we put up as well as link in more credible sources in the article itself. So when you read the article, you know where we got this information from. It's backed up content. So like I said, we can only learn from all your feedback and the basic conscience that we have to know what people might Think it's offensive or what my people might think is not offensive because what I find offensive may not be offensive to you and what you find offensive may not be offensive to me so the best the level best we can do is working with the conscience we have as humans <laughs> how many years we have lived in this world and also your feedback that we welcome so please don't hesitate if you ever read our articles and happen to find something it could be good, it could be bad feedback, we don't mind. We welcome all feedback and we will learn from that to try to know how people with different views see different things. Yeah. Yep. So as mentioned um, by mating, like everyone has different, different opinions. So what's your stance on the matter of the media influencing individuals' way of thinking, especially in this generation? Mm, that, that is a very good question. And yes, media does influence, especially our generation, uh, the Gen Zs. You can see the difference between the millennials and us because of the way we think and the way we act. And once again, I, I would like to repeat that it's how we interact with the media, right? And so it depends on how you take the idea of influence. So do you let the content that you see influence you? Of course, even if you try your level best and only find for certain things you want, you will stumble upon content 
that uh, you may not want to see or know that it's uh, it's not positive influence. Up to you whether you want to take the influence and do something good with it, or you take that influence. Maybe I had a different, um, for example, let's say I had this mindset A. So I see something on media and I see mindset B and I read the arguments and like, it makes sense. Mindset B intrigues me. So that intrigues me and that's what I go for. I choose to let it influence me. So once again, it's not about digital media's influence. I mean, it definitely influences you, but it's up to you to choose how you want to receive that influence or reject that influence. It all depends on you. Yeah. Yeah, it all depends on us and our mindset on how we interpret the situation or the content. Um, usually, less popular or mainstream ideas have a hard time to get aired, um, especially if it's challenging, if it challenges long-standing assumptions and commonly accepted beliefs. Um, based on your experience, is there any instance where you have to strive for fairness and balance between various ideas and viewpoints? Okay. Uh, okay, this question <laughs> is kind of difficult. And I would like to be transparent because, okay, when we write an article, right? So there are there's not only one writer. Sometimes we have up to three writers writing an article. We even have four writers writing an article. So before we write an article, we segregate sections and say, okay, let's put this section, these topics in the article. And once you've decided and you start writing, there are instances where you start writing and you feel, okay, this is off. I cannot write this because I know it's going to offend someone. It might not be fair and righteous, but I, I can't do this because behind me, it's not only me, it's the whole organization. Behind the organization is the whole university. So when you're representing so many bodies, it's actually very hard to be fair and uh, righteous in everything that we put out. But of course, we try our level best. If it's backed out and if it's really possible that we can put out uh, content that is righteous, we will definitely do that. And you may think, you know, this is, this just seemed bad. You're not standing up for who you are. You know, you may say that. And um, uh, the, my only answer would be, welcome to reality, <laughs> because I have to represent this whole body. And it's not only me I'll be bringing down, it's everyone else, you know, together. So if you are a individual entity, obviously nowadays on social media, we see a lot of accounts who are, we don't even know who they are. And a lot of uh, websites, we don't even know who's running the website and they put out their opinions. By all means, go ahead if you would like to do that because you are standing on your own and that is your individual identity. So um, I'm not saying that we do not try at all. We do our level best to put out righteous content the most we can. Yes. I see, I see. All right. Okay, so due to increasing authenticating information, it's a common challenge nowadays for people to trust and realize the pros of media. Because according to our parents, especially, they wouldn't probably you know, encourage us to keep looking at our phones. Yep. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of Asian children experience this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so Jamie, do you have any advice to for us to overcome such worries? Okay. So 
first of all, I definitely agree with you. I have many adults who come up to me and be like, you're looking at your phone, what are you doing? And sometimes I might be just reading a book because I like to read. So online books are such a thing now, right? And there's also online news. So like when, I, when I'm doing that, they'd be like, are you sure? I'm like, just, yeah, you know, they don't trust us with uh, media. And when it comes to authentic information, like I said, I feel like I'm going in a wheel, but it all comes down to you, right? So the first question you have to ask is, what do, are you going to do by make it, with this information that you have? So before checking if it's authentic or not, for example, it could be a news about this celebrity who broke up with this celebrity or this celebrity who married this celebrity, right? Okay, so what are you going to do with that information? How is it going to help you? Do you need to know it's authentic or not in the first place? Okay, and then comes the question of you are going to do something with the information. For example, the recent flood. And okay, I, I want to do something. I want to donate. So then you have to check if the information is authentic. So when it's instances like that, obviously you would know it's authentic because you hear it from people. You hear it from various websites and it is within our country. Even if it's not within our country, uh, you know credible sources like BBC, CNN. Uh, maybe there was uh, an incident that happened and you would like to contribute. Then obviously that is how uh, you can know that the information is authentic. And we are talking about like general media where you are learning stuff. For example, investing in, uh, there, there was this recent article on our website on NFTs. So if you really want to know is that information authentic, uh, do your research. It's right on the article actually, backed up sources with links. So you can just tap on the links and go to the page and read more. But you can also scout because the media is so vast. I don't have to explain anything, you know, uh, how much information you can get from media and do your research and read and you will find out the same content or same information being repeated. And that's how you know that it's authentic. So the first part of um, knowing whether it's authentic or not is to decide what are you gonna do with that information first? Do you really have to act on that information? And if you do, which uh, mostly if you have to, like for example, contributing to something, there will definitely be several websites posting up on it. You will hear people talking about it and you that's how you know it is authentic. When it comes to, um, you know, our parents thinking that uh, we do not use our media wisely. It's obviously as a Gen Z, I would say that is extremely wrong because I do not only use media for uh, videos that are for procrastination or something or entertainment. We Everything is on our phones. Sometimes I would be using my phone and uh, when people ask me, I'm like, I'm doing work because the document is right there. I could write an article while I'm on my phone and uh, I could be even like, you know, texting someone about work or reading a newspaper article that is online as well. Like I said, you know, if you really want to get this positive stuff, all you have to do is follow certain positive accounts or inspirational celebrities that inspire you and everything would be there in your content and you can learn from it every day. Yes. And so when my parents sometimes, okay, this is a trick. If it is, I'm sure there's a lot of things on the internet you can learn from and I would just be, I would help them and say internet power. So, so you know, they, they actually know that I'm getting all this from the internet and it's, uh, it's helping all of us. 
the media nowadays are really widely used. We can basically um, do everything there. We can communicate with the others. We can even receive info, learn new things. And also, bringing back to our title, we can lead through media, through the content that we shared. And then, yeah, through the content that we shared, we can really impact a person. Like, we are currently doing community projects. I believe most of us use media to spread the news, to help up the organizations that we are aiming for. So it's definitely very useful and and yeah, we should interpret media in a right way. And yeah, we oh yeah, what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we should interpret media in the right way and control what we want to see and don't let media like control us. Yeah, that is right. Very true. Right now we have reached the end of another episode of Walkie Talkie Podcast. A huge shout out to Jamie for being with us. And we hope that our listeners have had a fresh takeaway. Don't forget to check out Sunlight Echoes Media's work on their social media platforms. And we have put all of their social media platforms in our episode description. So be sure to check them out. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening and for having me here. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like this episode, leave us a review in the podcast description so that we can improve further. We would love to hear from you. Head over to our Facebook and Instagram at Isaac in Malaysia to find out more. Cheers and take care. Until next time, let's listen, learn and lead.